Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. Hey friends, we are back another week, week five now of our journey through the book of Mark. I hope that if you've missed any, you've been able to go back and catch up. And I'm excited today as we continue to read and we continue to look at the ways of Jesus and just invite the Holy Spirit to show us what we need to remember, what we need to receive. I love that in the gospels, some of these stories are familiar. Some of them I have Sunday school memories of. Um, even if you've never read the Bible and this is your first time, there's still by me themes that are familiar to you. Yet there's probably so many things that we're reading and we're listening as we go through Mark that even though maybe we've heard this idea or this concept, whether you grew up in the church or not, that we forget them so often. And as I was reading today and just talking to the Lord, I just had this like hopefulness come over me to think, what would it look like if I truly remembered these things and was able to follow his ways? If I was able to live the way that God created me to live, what could my life look like? What what could that feel like? And so I'm hopeful today as we continue to read and listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say and how we can respond to some of those invitations and how some of that is simply going to start by just hearing it and not letting it go out in one ear and out the other, but hearing it and taking time to say, okay, I want to remember this. Like, I want to write it down. I want to tell someone. I want to do something so that this does stick. And I do remember what the Lord is speaking. So we're going to be reading Mark chapter 12 today, verses 41 through 44. It's the story of the widow's offering. Love this story. I'm excited to read it. Um, But would you do this? Would you just take a moment and would you just pause? If you're not driving, would would you um, take a minute to even read these scriptures yourself as you listen or be after you listen? And, and would you just ask the Holy Spirit to speak, believing that he can, believing that he will, he wants to highlight things, and it might be something totally different than what I'm sharing with you today. But I believe he wants to speak. So let's take a minute and let's just say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you speak? Would you show us what we need to receive and what we need to remember? Mark twelve forty one says this, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Lord, we thank you so much for this word today, God, and I just pray for every single person that's listening. Lord, would you speak to us in an intimate way? Would you draw us into deeper relationship with you and deeper connection with you through these words that we're hearing and that we're remembering today? We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what's happening here is um, Jesus, it just tells us, he's sitting down near the collection box in the temple. So this, this is a kind of funny verse to me that I don't know that I've ever really noticed that Jesus was just like watching the crowds drop in their money, which seems a little funny, but then you recognize Jesus always had a point to what he was doing. 
Like he wasn't just greedy. And I think we have to remember that too. That's one of the things I was remembering of like, sometimes we think about maybe because of the way we've seen money handled um, in different situations, you know, you hear about it all the time, right? Where it's like nonprofits that you give to like 1% of what you give to that nonprofit actually goes to what you thought you were giving to and the rest goes to a million different places that they decide. And, you know, then we see that happen sometimes within the walls of the, the church, unfortunately, where money has been misused or mishandled. So I think sometimes we definitely, when it comes to giving to the church, some of us, maybe you you have a bad taste and you have a little bit of, of distrust and then you see stories like this and you're like, Jesus, like, are you greedy? Like, why are you watching them put in their money? Uh, and can you imagine, like, I'm just thinking, like, if as you're going to, like, give your money um, to the church, if somebody's just, like, watching you as you do it. So this whole thing was kind of funny today when I read it. But you think, again, Jesus is doing it for a point. Like, he wants to, he wants to, to teach the disciples something with this. So we're going to get there. But I'm first reminded that, I'm like, Jesus, he isn't, like, greedy. Jesus doesn't need our money. Um, we get to partner with him through giving of our tithes and our offerings and above and beyond that. And we get to partner with Jesus through giving and, and continuing to help see his kingdom come. But, but if he, he is God, right? Like God is God of the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. Like surely he can do what he needs to do with or without our money. And so I think we have to remember that, that it's an honor that we get to con- like contribute and we get to give and be a part of that and let things flow through our hands. Um, but he's not watching them to be like, okay, I have to make sure I have enough. But it says that Jesus then is calling his disciples after he watches this woman come. And this woman, it says that she was a poor widow. So at this time, culturally, like being a poor widow would have been more than just, oh, I can't afford all the things that I used to afford when my husband was alive. No, essentially her husband would have been her only source of provision. And so if she doesn't have a husband, she, she's like poor, poor, like she has nothing. She's, she at this point has no really like status. There's no one to care for her. There's no one to feed her. So these, when it says that she came in and dropped in two small coins, that was a huge deal for her. That was a huge deal. And so Jesus calls over his disciples and says, I tell you the truth, the poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. They gave a tiny bit, but she gave all that she had to live on. Those two coins was all that she had to live on. And that's what she chose to give to Jesus. So Jesus was watching and he was waiting not to see, okay, how much money is going to come in, but to see who are the people that are willing to give it all. And I'm reminded today in this story that what Jesus is after is your all, my all. So often we find ourselves comparing who we are and what we have to offer and what we have to give to the people around us. We look at maybe the, the wealth and the, the finances of somebody else and we see the way that they're giving to, to people in need. We see the way that they're serving, that they're helping, that they're doing these things. And we think, well, I don't have that, so it's not going to amount to much and it doesn't mean as much. But what God is after is he's after your all. And when we compare ourselves to other people, it's going to only lead to destruction and to leading us from stopping and not giving what we have. God is looking for a heart that is surrendered, a heart that withholds nothing, not not a heart that can give a certain amount of money or volunteer a certain amount of hours. So my encouragement to you as you're reading this today is to not let comparison keep you from giving God all that you have. Because what you have, it is enough if 
you give it. It's enough if you give it. And that should be a challenge maybe for those who who we do have a lot and we do have many things that we can give and we have the finances and we withhold to recognize that someone like this widow who's coming up with two coins, that would be nothing compared to what probably most of us have to offer. That he's looking at that and he's looking at the heart and saying, that matters more to me than your couple hundred dollars or whatever that looks like for you. To remember that we, as followers of Jesus, we are invited in kingdom mission to invest into his kingdom through giving all that we have. 2 Corinthians 8, 12, it says, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. He's looking for what we have. Are we willing to surrender it all? Are we willing to give it all? This woman surrendered it all to God. And Jesus saw this. He took note. He pointed it out and says, that's where we need to be. People that live fully surrendered, not giving based on what other people give or we think that we should give, but giving based on what we have, surrendering all that we have to God and his mission. So today, So today, I'm taking a moment to pause and to let the Lord come search me and find what is there that I'm still holding on to that I need to give to God, that I need to surrender. What are ways that he's challenging me to give above and beyond what I normally think I would? Are there areas in my life where I'm still not giving God my all and recognizing that it's not based on the amount of what we give, but our hearts? And are our hearts fully surrendered? Jesus said, I tell you the truth. The poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. The final thought I have today is that we can give God our all. Because we can trust him to do more than we could ever imagine with it. God can do so much more with a heart surrendered than he can with what we're holding on to. We read about that last week or a few weeks ago when we talked about that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. This is a common theme that Jesus is desperately trying to get us to understand that us holding on to our possessions, us holding on to our finances and our wealth and our time will get us nowhere but farther from God. But when we live fully surrendered, waking up every day, recognizing all that we are, all that we have belongs to God. And we live in a place of surrender. That is when we get to not only partner with seeing the kingdom of God come, but we get to experience it in greater ways. So I hope that this was encouraging. hope that this is something that's challenging you to think a little bit today about what do I have and how can I live more surrendered. And we will be back tomorrow.